in case you missed it on Newsbreak. I would like to be fair to the present Chief Justice. Mokwen Mokwen has been substantially a very commendable and strong Chief Justice. To a lesser extent, unfortunately, over just the past year or so, he might have dropped in that, we'll call it, standing. Unfortunately, people will judge you by the last few things that you do, and that leaves an unfortunate stain on his otherwise very strong and uh, principled leadership of the Office of the Chief Justice and the Judiciary. You were part, of course, uh, of that interview panel that interviewed Mukhwing all those years ago for the post of Chief Justice. And one of the things uh, that's coming across strongly now is that he did nonetheless have an impact in terms of bringing reforms to the judiciary. What reforms would you say he brought to the judiciary in his tenure? This is something... Genevieve, you ask, and which not many journalists have even bothered to look into. It is so important. He was not just a jurist writing judgments of a very high level. He didn't pretend to be the greatest jurist, but he was an all-round holistic leader for reform and change in the judiciary. And he brought about far quicker access to justice in terms of court proceedings He caused judges to be very upset with him because he made them work. He made judges accountable for their work. As a manager, as an administrator, he was the best chief justice, whether anybody wants to say it or not. The beneficiaries of that have been the people of this country. Now, Mokweng's nomination by Zuma initially raised eyebrows over his autonomy. But however, if we have to look back, his judgment in the Inkandla matter really stands out as a watermark of his tenure. Uh, What is your opinion of this and how critical was that judgment really when you reflect on his autonomy? To take on the president of the country on corruption, on dishonesty, was the clear line that he had to draw in the sand. So it was easy for him when the opportunity came and the height of corruption was seen at that time as having been exposed through the Inkandla affair, if I have to put it at that level. He had no fear. That's the best way I would put it, of worrying about politics, worrying about personality, or worrying about consequences. He When he was driven, as everyone knew, to uphold the oath of office, he took that oath in a religious fervor. You're mentioning his religious fervor. However, his religious worldview is one of the reasons why he was criticized in recent years, especially over his view with regards to Israel and South African relations. Do you think that that stands out really as a blight against him in terms of his fairness and his ability to separate his religious worldview from his position as Chief Justice? Yes, you hit the nail on the head because he clearly strayed. Whilst his religious beliefs allowed him, when he took the oath of office and at the JSC interviews, when he was interviewed for his position, he was committed to upholding the Constitution. That was his oath of office to say he will uphold the Constitution. But as we know, as time went by almost towards the 10th year of his tenure, his religious fervor, I think, got the better of him. Instead of 
keeping to the corners of the constitution of our country, he was no doubt driven to his deeper commitment to his church and his religious beliefs. And this is why he strayed outside, he entered the political terrain, he questioned vaccines, which were all in an area which are controversial. When you have a sort of religious bent and you get carried away, your rationality gets compromised. And that is why his tenure ended on a role where one can say he sacrificed his rationality for his religious belief. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.